Hello everyone and welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious insanity therein. My name is Randy, I am your host on this journey, and of course I'm not alone. I am once again joined by my friend and my co-host Phil. Phil, how you doing buddy? What's going on man? I am doing quite alright. How about yourself? Oh, man, we have got an episode for you today. Uh, Of course, before we get into that, got to let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. Of course, we're on social media. We're on Facebook. Look up Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And, of course, we are on all of the major podcast providers, we're on iTunes, and Spotify, and Google, and Stitcher, and Amazon Podcasts, so anywhere you want to look up your podcasts and listen, give us a follow, subscribe, hit that old thumbs up, give us the text review, the five-star rating, all that good stuff. Hell yeah. And today, we are fighting crime in a future time. That's right, folks. Once again, we are headed to the world of cops. Right? Dude, that theme song is just so banging. I love that theme song. Hell yeah. (laughs) Never get tired of that. Uh, So we start our episode with uh, good old idiot rock crusher. (laughs) Oh. I mean... He's almost as stupid as uh, Berserko. Yeah. Ooh, man. That's one of the weird things on this show. The villains are either the dumbest mother effers in the world, or they are like masterminds. Seriously. There's no in-between for these guys. It's like, they are either stupid or geniuses. <laughs> Except for that one episode when he wore the uh, whatchamacallit. Right? Yeah, that was kind of a nice change on the uh, on the dynamic. Yeah, pretty, yeah, it was pretty cool. And I liked that episode. And we're going to get a little change of dynamic here, too. Oh, yeah. So, Rock Crusher walks right into the main cop's precinct. He just walks in like it's nothing. Yep. He literally walks through the front door. That really threw me off. I'm like, what is going on here? And the cops are just like, uh, wait, is that Rock Crusher? Yeah. They're like, um, hey, buddy, you know the bank's like two blocks over, right? (laughs) Yeah, Rock Crusher pulls out a gun and tells the cops that this is a stick-up. Like... Don't even react until, like, he grabs Mace by the collar. And my and, thing was they all put their hands up. Right? Dude, they think, like, they thought it was minute. a joke. Like, once he grabbed Mace by the collar, they're like, oh, yeah, maybe we should they're push like, oh, the, okay. the secret button under the desk. <laughs> so, yeah, a bunch of generic no-name police officers come out. They handcuff him. Like, well, he's already here, so it ain't going to be a long trip. Then Rock Crusher's like, eh, 
Not like I haven't been through this before. Yeah, he's just like, oh, look, I got caught. Uh, so, yeah, so we uh, head back and our main named cops characters are all having a little bit of a meeting. But they are suspicious. They're like, yeah, so it's like, did, did he just get himself thrown into jail on purpose? Yeah, it's like he almost did that like he wanted to go to jail. Like he must be trying to arrange a breakout or something. Mm-hmm. Or something indeed. So bulletproof is he's got his uh chief thinking hat on. He's like, Yeah, you're right. Which is why, Bowser, I'm assigning you undercover. <laughs> you're gonna watch him. Ooh. Yeah, Bowser did not look fun. He did not yeah, look like no. he was impressed. And he's got to do it alone because he's not going to have his uh, partner Blitz with him. Right. So yeah, that's his right-hand man. Yeah. Or Pooch. So Bowser is the uh, the canine guy of the group. And he's much and it's much like Mutt and Junkyard from G.I. Joe. Pretty sort of much. a futuristic robot version of that. I like him. Because same thing as like Mutt and Junkyard... Mutt's the the one is the human, but he's got a name that describes the dog. And it's like, oh, Bowser's code name is more dog related than Blitz. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I never noticed that parallel until like I just watched this episode. It's like, <laughs> yeah, the human has the dog name, and the dog just has like random name. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah, so we cut across town to the big boss man's criminal palace. And, dude, like, ever since we figured this out, <clears throat> I'm like, oh, wow. There's big boss man with his giant white coat and his buttons that are police badges. <laughs> like, Yep, no, this dude had mm -hmm. to have killed cops with his own bare hands. Pretty much. And took and took their badges as trophies. I imagine that's the only way you'd have those. Yeah. So he's talking with his minion. And bro, this, oh, this guy is like, you know, Igor from Dr. Frankenstein. He's got that, <laughs> yes, master kind of voice. Yeah. It was like... Oh, so Rock Crusher's in prison. He's like, <laughs> like, yes. But this time, Rock Crusher's staying in, you see? Yeah. He's planning a break. He's planning a break-in. So, so the big boss man, he's wanting to capture this prison and turn it into a secure fortress of villainy. So, <laughs> bro... Yeah. That is, like, actually That's... a really good plan. Pretty much. <clears throat> and he sent Rock Crusher, of all people. Yeah. Which, I will admit, Rock Crusher didn't do a bad job. So it's like, it's like, well, you've hired this dumb thug. What's he gonna do? Well, you see, I've got this device. Embro. <laughs> he's apparently he's got something called the decontroller. Yep. 
which he's going, which basically is the our technological Deus Ex Machina that will hack <laughs> all of the prison's computer systems. That's exactly what it is. So he, big boss man, gets his cat Scratch and puts this cat in a tube, like the freaking. Like, you know, like that tube system where you put the, your money in at the bank and it takes it to the teller? Mm-hmm. Somehow he's got, like, this whole tube network under the city. Yeah. And he just throws his cat into this capsule <laughs> with the decontroller <laughs> unit. We get a montage of, like, this cat in the tube <laughs> going I through laugh. the city. This cat having the time of his life, dude. Right. He's just like... Yeah, this is cool. This is cool. And this cat is ugly AF. <laughs> this is an ugly cat. Yeah, he is. This cat has seen some stuff, man. But then, like, he shoots out the tube over the prison. He's got, like, a freaking cat glider bodysuit. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I just imagine, like, that cat is having so much fun right now. <laughs> right? Uh, so we get to Greystone Prison, where Rock Crusher's doing his thing. He's, you know, breaking the rocks with his big jackhammer. He's, he's strong as hell, dude. So it's like the jackhammer part of his body is like, how how did the how did they let him get through, like, processing with that thing? Pretty much. Like, it's got to be, like, part of his body then. Because you imagine I, if it was, like, just something wearable, they would have confiscated it. Pretty much. Yeah, I didn't know what was up with that. I thought it was something that, I guess, they gave him in the prison yard, but why would you give that to Rock Rusher? Right. Of all people. No, like, that's part of his gimmick. Like, he has that, that jackhammer rig like that's part of him yeah like that's like his weapon of choice it's like wait they let him keep that yeah i don't know uh so we get some uh interesting characters here and um at one point he drops a rock on the foot of this creepy looking mofo yeah, this little little guy. So, who we eventually learn is named Greasy. <laughs> and he looks greasy AF. Yo, his like, name is Greasy and oof. Like, he's clearly some kind of 80s cartoon racist stereotype. Mm-hmm. But which one? I don't know. Is he supposed to be like... Some like a Hispanic stereotype. I mean, his name is Greasy. Like, I'm like, I mean, that's the one <laughs> that came to mind. I'm like, is it like, are they saying he's like a, a Mexican? That's what I was saying. I'm like, yo, Greasy. I'm like, damn, what, I mean, what, are, they, what are they talking about? I'm like, was that the stereotype? <sighs> in the, like, was that the stereotype in the 80s? I don't know. I have to. I have to really look back on that. But it sounds like it, doesn't it? Right. The voice, like, definitely sounded Hispanic. Oh, I want to. I want to 
blow up city hall. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So we get our uh, our uh, undercover agent Bowser here, and he's chatting up Rock Crush. He's like, "Oh, that's pretty impressive." And Rock Crusher's kind of like, "Don't I know you from somewhere?" He's like, "Yeah." You look familiar. Did he say he sounded familiar or looked familiar? I don't remember. I th- I thought he said looked. Yeah, like, I think hmm. so. Maybe it's it has like, something he... to do with a dog. He's like, do you want a dog? I'm like, oh shit. Rock Crusher's not as stupid as I thought. Then he's like, yeah, a dog got me put into prison. <laughs> yeah, Rock Crusher hates dogs. T- Bowser's like, no, no. No, nah, you you've seen me cuz you know I've been in and out of here more times than you've had a hot meal. So like, yeah, oh, and I hate dogs too. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah my I name is I appreciate a guy that hates dogs. He's like <laughs> uh, my name is Mad Dog. And he hates dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Rock Crusher fell for that. So Rock Crusher oh. decides that Mad Dog and Greasy are his are his right hand men? Yo, I man, I would never get in a fight with um freaking Rock Crusher. He throws the rock into the air, bro. The rock and... that it was a freaking boulder. It a landed. Huge boulder. It landed right on his head and, and split. He just stood there, and the boulder split in half. And I was like, okay, so he definitely owns up to his name, and I would never uh-huh. fight this guy. No. He will no. literally rip you in half. Like Juggernaut did Deadpool. He, like, this guy is, like, pretty dumb. He's stupid, but he will kill you. So. The, and the phrase I'm thinking is, and this was a phrase that definitely, a very early 2000s phrase, retard strong. <laughs> retard strength. That oh god, like, that used to be a phrase. I think it's still a phrase, I don't know. Yeah, it's like I don't know if people still say that anymore. That was definitely have, a very early 2000s thing. Yeah, it was. But this guy I haven't heard it in a while, but yeah. But like like Berserko, he's like ridiculously strong. But he is For no reason. Dumb. Like dumb as a box of rocks. These guys are like their strength and intelligence are completely inverse of one another. <laughs> Pretty much. Gotta trade one for the other, I guess. And then you've got, like, Dr. Bad Vibe, who is a super genius, who is, like, the frailest <laughs> character in that show. Right. But he's got all the smarts, but he cannot fight. Nope. He is just as frail as they can be. He's got that brain case. Ah, uh, yeah. So he. all types of vulnerable. Yeah, so uh, Rock Crusher recruits Mad Dog and Greasy in his plans to take over the jail. So he walks into this room with the guards, and they're like, oh, we're just the cleaning crew, don't mind us. And so they throw buckets of water everywhere. Yep, like, whoops! It's like, oh, it's a distraction. And it gets them off guard just enough so that Crusher can plant the decontroller. And, uh, boom. So the guards are basically electrocuted. (laughs) Oh, and one of them, 
cries out with a ow that's like super flamboyant <laughs> bro did you notice that yes i did i was like it's like one of those weird like almost sarcastic ow <laughs> i'm like what it's like wait a minute <laughs> So, after that, in the middle of this, they their their takeover of the prison is almost complete. Bro, he pulls like from The Shining. He pulls like a here's Johnny. Seriously, <laughs> it's like a here's Rock Crusher, and he just like bursts through the warden's door. And Rock Crusher wasn't doing too bad with his plan. Yeah. So he's captured the uh, the warden, and it's like, well, all right. So what do you do from here? He's like, oh, I got a special delivery coming in, and we're introduced to the neutron pulverizer. Oh yeah. So apparently, a a device that can just—it's a ray, basically a ray gun that destroys things. <laughs> Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, hey, Greasy, you get in this thing that you just, that you've never controlled anything like in your life. <laughs> but of all people, would you let Greasy do that? Probably not. So, Crusher starts proving that uh, he got some big rocks. Oh, yeah. So he straight up calls the police commissioner. He's like, listen, I got demands here. He's like, I'm going to need you to turn and look outside your office window. <laughs> and they just like destroy a statue. That was like basically just disintegrate the thing. Yep. He's like, all right, so I'm going to have a list of demands. And you better deliver them by six o'clock, or Bro, I'm gonna the, destroy City Hall. The demands. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that in a minute. Whew. Uh, so Rock Crusher starts laughing maniacally, a good old hearty evil laugh. Of course, you have to. Guess you gotta have a good evil laugh, because you know, just a good. <laughs> <laughs> That man's got some jowls on him. Bro. Bro, he's is got... he laughing? <laughs> Bowser is looking nervous. <laughs> like, Bowser looks like he's about to crap his pants. Seriously. Uh, so, Rock Crusher has gotten the upper hand. He's taken over the prison. And, um, he looks like a legitimate threat here. Uh, so with uh, Bowser looking nervous and um, wondering what he's gotten himself into, uh, we head to a commercial break. So we'll be back we... in a moment, folks. After these messages.
Pepsi. Hi. The taste that's generations ahead. Big cheeses have more cheeses. Big cheeses have more cheeses. Big cheeses have more for you to love. It's a triple taste treat that can't be beat. Yay! Burger King introduces the Big Cheese, Swiss Jack and American on a flame broiled burger. There is more for you to love. Cause we do it like you to do it at Burger King. Most hot dogs don't quite make it to the end of the bun, so you're left with the end of the bun. Here you go, Ralph. That's why Hillshire Farm created bun-sized wieners. Kids like them because they taste great. Moms like them because they're made with quality cuts of beef and pork. And they're longer, so they fit the bun better. You get a bite of hot dog for every bite of bun. Sorry, Ralph. Bun-sized wieners from Hillshire Farm. Just look for this nice young man on the label. Over 10,000 brand name summer fashions arrive at TJ Maxx every week, so it's never the same place twice. No, it's never, ever the same place twice. Yesterday, next week, next Saturday night, you get the max for the minimum, minimum price, and it's never. Ever the same place All right, and so we are back. And we go to the warden's office where Rock Crusher is on the phone with the mayor of Empire City. Yeah, Empire City. I was like, ah, oh. it took me a second to remember that. I'm like, wait, where does the show take place? And um, <laughs> he has demands, so Oof. he wants he's you know he wants the city treasury handed over to Big Boss. Yeah. So he wants his own TV show. That part. Crusher's Playhouse. Crusher's Playhouse. Like what? Like, I don't even want to know. What what is like futuristic crime version of Pee Wee's Playhouse? What what is this? <laughs> maka laka hi, maka hidey ho. And so apparently we find out like in the somehow in this time frame of between evil laughter and now, he's been on the phone for two hours with various people making yeah. demands. Like how? So then he and then he ends up with the last demand of Send over four hundred pizzas. Yes. Like, all right, we're gonna have a prison pizza party, apparently. But if I find one anchovy. <laughs> uh so Bowser sneaks off because he needs to call Bulletproof and let him know what's going on. <laughs> so they're given a briefing, you know, letting the cops know. But then Crusher walks in. And oh, like, Crusher. So Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mad Dog Bowser's like, oh, uh, oh, hi, Mom. Good thing Dude. Mainframe was there. Seriously, because Rock Crusher ran over there, like, pretty much like, who the hell are you on the phone with? And snatches the phone. Like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to my mom. It's my mom. Oh, then okay. Mainframe's just like, oh, hi. <laughs> it was so awkward. It's like, oh, she sounds like a nice lady. <laughs> right. He almost got caught, dude. Dude. 
like Rock Crusher was not having it. He ran right over there and like snatched the phone. Uh huh. So they realize they've got to make a plan. The cops have got to make a plan. But how? How are they going to stop Rock Crusher and his takeover of the prison? Well, we get our uh, we get our play on the tropes. So instead of a prison breakout, we have to do a prison break in. Yeah, with the cops. <laughs> cops got to so, break in the prison. Yes. So it's like, yeah. Nice concept. Though. So yeah, Rock Crusher gets himself put in prison on purpose. So yeah, our our good guys, they have to break into the prison. Yep. So Bulletproof's like, all right. We're gonna we're gonna do this just like the bad guys do. When they break out. <laughs> Alright. Mainframe, long arm, you two are gonna break in through the ventilation system. And bro. Oh, Mace. Uh, Mace, he's like, Oh, oh, so does that mean Barricade and I gotta sneak in through the laundry? And Bulletproof's <laughs> like Yes, actually. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> like you know what? Yeah, for your sarcasm. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, he probably had like a better plan in mind, but he was just I like, I know, and he was probably that was a big old no. f you. He's like, you know what? No, yes, you're going in through the laundry, through the laundry truck. Like you know what? Since you said it, yeah, yeah. But those have to be probably like the two biggest tropes in like break-in breakout scenarios seriously it's always through the laundry through the through the ventilation or the laundry yeah so we see this uh truck going by greasy's got his uh his uh binoculars on he's like oh hey there's a laundry truck oh wait it's gone now oh there it is <laughs> And, of course, the one blind spot in the road where Greasy can't see. Right. Is where Longarm and Barricade, or sorry, Longarm and Mainframe, they. Oh, wait. No, no, never mind. Mason Barricade. Whichever two go through it, go through in the van. They're like, yeah, all right. it was Longarm, but you might no, be long, right. long arm, No, it was Longarm and Mainframe. They go through the ventilation. Oh, that's right. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, Yes. So yes, at that point they go through. They switch places with the drivers of the van. And now they're the laundry men. And we see and we see Blitz. <laughs> He's like he he just misses the gate to get in. So he just straight starts digging a tunnel underneath the prison. <laughs> Good old Blitz. And then we cut to the exterior and the uh, ventilation system, which is, of course, like, you know, in this high up location. So, yes, long arm has to use his power cuffs. <laughs> yeah. Power cuff. Power cuffs. <laughs> which is kind, right. of, kind of cool. That's right, folks. It's power cuffing season. Season. <laughs> that is awesome. So yeah, he uses the power, power cuffs cuff as a <laughs> <laughs> the power cuff girls. 
Where are three girls blossom? Like bubbles blossom and buttercup catch feelings and <laughs> lock you down for good. The rowdy rough boys will wish they were dead. <laughs> right. <sighs> so we cut back to the prison yard and nope, oh, it's six PM and Nobody's called in to uh, meet Crusher's demands. He's like, well, guess it's time to blow up City Hall. (laughs) So Mad Dog's kind of peddling. He's trying to get a plan going. He's like, I mean, uh, I can drive this. I can drive the, uh, the pulverizer, right? He's like, ah, you're the only pal I have, Mad Dog. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, didn't he say that like um, Greasy was like conspiring against him? Yeah. Yeah, That's, he was like, oh, yeah, I heard he, Greasy he saying actually, he wants to take over. Yeah, he's start starting to cause some trouble between him and Greasy. Oh yeah, good move. <laughs> mhm. Now we cut over to a uh, long arm and mainframe. They're rummaging through the air the air ducts. And they just find this random prisoner who's trying to break out. Yeah. Like, you know, things were great here until those maniacs took over. Right. He actually enjoyed prison until they got there. Oh, this prison's not worth going through anymore. Yeah, that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. The prison takeover. <laughs> so our cops are getting in their various positions. Maces found the tower. So he's just sitting there waiting for his signal to shoot. And uh, Longarm and Mainframe make their way into the control room. And they manage to uh, take it over. Uh, But as we get closer and closer to the destruction of City Hall, Crusher is walking Bowser up to the, uh, the pulverizer. And unfortunately, now he is right in the line of Mace's shot. Mace is like, ah, crap. I can't take the <laughs> yeah. shot without hurting Bowser. Yep, he was in the way. Like, oh, this is not good. But luckily, uh, we get a nice distraction to um, delay the, the pulverizer's use. As Blitz just Burst right out into the courtyard. <laughs> Bro. Right through, right through the ground. Good old Blitz. Blitz is like, you know, I don't care. Like, he clearly knew his master was in trouble. He's like... Oh, he did, he did not care. Yeah, no, like, when the cops left the precinct, he was like, um, um, excuse me, I am going with you. <laughs> right? Like, I'm pretty sure he, like, ran all the way to the prison. Seriously, and then borrowed. Uh-huh. And that's some loyalty right there. And then Crusher puts two and two. He's like, wait a minute. That's a dog that put me in here. Wait a minute. <laughs> Mad dog, like... you are a cop. Yeah, then he put two and two together immediately. You're that... 
You're that no good Bowser. <laughs> well, cover's been blown at this point. Pretty much. So it's time to leap into action. So, Bulletproof, who's only here for like two scenes in this whole episode, he's got to get his catchphrase in. It's crime fighting time. It's crime fighting time. <laughs> I love that guy, dude. Dude, I think that might be one of the, like the best catchphrases in an '80s cartoon. That's, oh man, that's got to be that's got to be like a top five contender. Eat all the kids looking around at each other. It's crime it's fighting crime time. Fighting time. <laughs> and like, uh. And the whole D-Controller, that gets neutralized quickly. Oh, yeah. Because apparently Mainframe just has an anti-D-Controller spray. Yeah, what was up with that? You, like, you just sprayed it and everything was good to go. So it just falls off and dies like a cockroach? <laughs> yes. Literally, she just sprayed it and like died like a cockroach. And it's like, oh, well, the prison's no longer electrified, so, oh, the guards are free. <laughs> so they start making short work of all the thugs and gangsters in there. And so we get a fight on the pulverizer. So Mad Dog or Bowser at this point finally gets the upper hand on Rock Crusher. And the day is saved. Greystone Prison is no longer in the hands of the convicts, and life returns to normal. Yep. So they broke the day. They. Well, won't be hard to put Crusher in the slammer. He's already He's here. Already there. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get that one in there. Yep. Oh, so we get across, and eventually, at one point, Rock Crusher and Greasy try to break out, and they run into this guy who's been wandering the tunnels. Yeah. And now he's trying to break back in. That guy was funny. And apparently, yeah, they... uh, and so he these much got lost in there. Yeah, so these air ducts are either super complicated or Rock Crusher really is that stupid. Because apparently, eventually, Rock Crusher did get out of prison, but it took him two weeks to get out of the ventilation system. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got Dumb and Dumber in Rock Crusher and Greasy. But man, dude, this episode was fun. Yeah, it was. I I, with the cop, the cops show is just it's it's really entertaining, right? Like it's it's super entertaining for real. So, but like all the ones we found are like they're really interesting. Like when they focus on the villains. Yeah, seriously. It's like, all right, I mean, you've got the cops, they've got their things. But they're already, they're the good guys, so what are you going to do with them? But it's like, dude. Like, but the whole concept of the episode was really a good play on, like, a lot of the traditional, like, cop shows and movies. It's like, all right, we're not going to do a break, a break out that we have to stop. We have to stop a takeover from the inside. Right. So the good guys have to use the bad guy skills to break into the prison. 
Yeah, like let's do what the bad guys do, but vice, you know, reversed. And I love this. Like, this is a great play. It's like, all right, take something established and flip it upside down. Seriously. And that's what made it so fun. Because yes. how often do you see an episode of an 80s cartoon do that? Not that often. I can't remember an episode where they did that before of any cartoon, really. There probably is, but mm-hmm. it's it's rare. Yeah, no, this is definitely like one of the... This is a, definitely a shining example of an 80s cartoon just doing something original. I mean, I mean nowadays, like there, you've mostly run through so many concepts that it's like hard to find something original nowadays. Yeah, seriously. But, yeah, but no. it's like, yeah, with cops, it's it's just fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely rec. Oh, I love this one. It's like <laughs> all right, but yeah, not much going on with the cops besides Bowser in this episode. It's like, all right, you just kind of get your your stereotypical cop people and they you vaguely remember what their roles on the team are. Right. And the cool thing is they put personality in both like the heroes and the villains. Uh-huh. And they both, they get like equal screen time. Yeah, I know. It's pretty sweet. Like, there's so few episodes that I feel like cops gives the villains a more of a fair shake than a lot of cartoons do. Oh, they do. They definitely do. Uh, Cause really a lot of stuff like, like I can't think of shows like Ninja Turtles or like, I can't think of any episodes that are like shredder centric. Right. The only other show I can think of, and I think it's more so nineties is like Darkwing Duck. Yeah, uh, surprisingly. Yeah, like their villains have a lot of personality. And just about every villain on that series had like insane backstories. Like freaking Bushroot, man. Oh my god, Bushroot. I was thinking about him as I said that, actually. That's funny. He became a scientist. Like he became that creature because like he was trying to like create like some kind of hybrid flower because he was like insanely in love with this this female scientist and he was just trying he was just trying to do some like cool experiment to impress her yeah he never meant to become a villain yeah and it just sort of one of those things like it's sort of like the batman take on villains a lot of the batman villains are just like tragic backstories seriously like dr freeze he's one of my favorite actually and then they just kind of inadvertently become villains when they end up having to deal with batman pretty much like um who else was it clayface he was just an actor right who got in a car accident and he was just trying to like fix his face yeah but he couldn't pay the fee so they pretty much effed him up Uh (laughs) uh-huh you know there's so few shows that take it's like uh so i'm trying to think it's like because i don't not sure they did they may have done a little bit with Cobra Commander. There might have been an episode or two that let him shine a little bit more. Yeah. But really, the 
only one I can really think of. There's an episode of Transformers called Web World in season three. It is a completely Decepticon-centric episode focusing on Galvatron. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, after the opening sequence of, like, after, like, the first two or three minutes of the episode, there are no Autobots in the episode after, like, after the opening scene. Oh, yeah, it's all freaking Galvatron. Yes, and it really digs into the, you know, just how his psyche is all messed up from everything that's happened from when he turned after to uh, uh, Galvatron from Megatron. And just, like, the extreme psychological damage he went through, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, he actually is insane. <laughs> like, that's really the one yeah. I kind of point to when it's like, yeah, no, this is a completely villain-centric episode. And that's one that nails it out of the park, too. But we've had yeah. a few, we've had several examples of this in Cops. Like, uh, the one where we looked at with Berserko and that, um, that smart helmet. Yeah, that one was great. Like, that kind of, that was both a, a villain centric episode and uh oh hey let's take something that's established and flip it on up on its head basically because he like, was established as a like a big strong dummy yeah and he's like all right let's do uh you know let's make him smart and you know as much flack as people give season three of transformers i mean I mean, granted, when you talk about Rodimus Prime and some other things, okay, there are some things that need some flack given in season three there. But there are some episodes yeah. that flip the script. Like uh, Grimlock's new brain. Uh, the, one, <laughs> the one where they create the Technobots. They took yeah. that same concept. Okay, let's, let's do something that makes Grimlock super smart. Yeah, and he's known for the uh, me Grimlock dummy dummy talk and then he's talking like proper language <laughs> oh it's like that one episode of the simpsons where like we learn that homer has like a crayon lodge in his brain oh and man, that's why he's so that. stupid and then they take it out like he talks differently like he's smart and sophisticated and he even talks differently they're like, yeah, actually, you know what? We're just going to shove that back in there. <laughs> but no, that's cool. Like once you get something established enough to be able to flip it on it, flip the script. It's so cool. Yeah, it really is. And nah, when they do it right, they do it right. Oh, yeah, they do. It's just for some reason, like a lot of these shows, like you can only think of like maybe one example so far, cops, we've had so many examples of this. Where it's like, all right, let's take uh let's take this concept and just turn it all upside down. And those normally they make extremely good episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this one was definitely no exception here. Um man. Yeah, no, still still trying to figure out greasy. 
It's like, <laughs> what was this guy? Oh, greasy. Oh, my God. Like, I what do was he not in jail know, for? Was he, was he trafficking drugs? Name like Greasy, who knows? Maybe he was the mule. Probably. <laughs> oh, oh, was he Greasy from the lube he had to use to slide it up there? <laughs> a lot of balloons. A lot of balloons. <laughs> oh. like, yeah, Gre- Greasy is pretty much um, uh, your shining example of uh, not so inconspicuous 80s racism. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, 80s cartoons, we, oh, there's plenty of that in just about every show we experience here. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, except for G.I. Joe, somehow that had one of the most racially diverse rosters in just about any cartoon. Seriously. It's like, like, ethnicity and gender. It's like, all right. You know, even the few, there weren't that many female characters, but they had fairly prominent roles for what they were, for what they did. Oh, yeah. That's what I love about G.I. Joe. Right. It was so ahead of its time. It's just, I wish they could market it better nowadays, but not a lot of people want to touch like war stuff nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Or at least like realistic stuff with people. Yeah, it's the sensitivity of everything these days. It would um, just, it would trigger somebody because I think there's more why Joe, Joe's went through some shit. Yeah, I think that's more why Transformers gets a lot more focus because it's like, all right, you, you know, you don't really think this is more realistic. You know, it's robots, not people. It's like, all right, it, yeah, that's true. It, it's more appealing to the you know to the advertisers and the yeah. sponsors. And if you really think about it, it has a lot of the same elements, but it's just like you said, it's robots, so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, man. But yeah, no, this was, this was a great episode, man. I definitely enjoyed it. Oh, hell yeah. Like, you know, in, you know, a lot of these episodes, you know, sometimes I got to watch them like, you know, at least twice before I do the, you know, before we talk about them. But, like, even on the rewatch, like. I just rewatched it before we recorded. I was like, all right, no, th- this is really good. Like, honestly, a lot of good stuff to chew on. And, dude, this show is, like, beautifully, it's, like, pretty good animation for the time, too. Oh, yeah, it really is. Especially when they, like, use all their gadgets and stuff. It's mm-hmm. just cool. Even with the villains, when they use their stuff, it's just really fun to watch. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, great visuals. Great story in this episode. Definitely one I would I would definitely recommend checking this episode out. Hell yeah. And so yeah, this was the case of the prison break-in. And uh, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, please remember to like and share, subscribe to the podcast. Give us the rating and review. Share us on social media. Tell your friends. Tell somebody you know to listen to the show. Because, you know... Who wouldn't want to listen to a show about two mid-30s dudes talking about 80s cartoons, right? Seriously. <laughs> uh, kids, hide your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that'll do it for this episode, guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. 
See you soon, kitties. Cops, roll call, highway, mainframe, long arm, Bowser and Blitz, sundown, hardtop, mirage, bullseye, mace, barricade, and they call me bulletproof. These are Empire City's most wanted crooks. Berserko. Rock Crusher. Misdemeanor. Turbo Two-Tone. Dr. Bad Vibes. Nightshade. Use caution in apprehending. <laughs>